Welcome to episode 15 of Dirt Track Weekly. I'm your host, Kyle Simons. Last week, we took a look at the bombshell that was dropped when it was announced that Lance DeWeese had been fired by Kreitz Racing, looked at Anthony Macri and Corey Day being being tabbed to fill in for Tyler Courtney at Clawson Marshall Racing while he recovers from a back injury, and we looked at Jacob Allen taking some time off. We'll break down a little bit more of that this week. If you didn't get a chance to listen to that episode, you can go back in our archives and give it a listen. On Monday, news came out that Lance DeWeese would once again pilot the Macri Motorsports 39M car on Tuesday night at Grandview for the High Limit Series event there. This doesn't come as a surprise as the car needed a driver for that event, and with DeWeese getting let go the week before, it only makes sense for him to drive that car for this one event. He was also tabbed to pilot the car for the Port Royal show that got rained out this past Saturday. With it only makes sense for DeWeese to drive that car. As I said, we'll see where that goes go- going forward. Uh, Justin Sanders would be the driver after Grandview. In an article from Kyle McFadden at Flow Racing, DeWeese stated that he was trying to get things shored up to run the Dream Race at Port Royal on the coming weekend. As we could would come to find out, that would mean that he was going to be in the Macri car, but that race was rained out. On Monday night, Kyle Cummins won the USAC Indiana Sprint Week race at Circle City over Logan Seavey, Shane Cottle, Emerson Axum, and Xavier Doney. Also on Monday night, Off-Road Raceway held two preliminary features for the Elkhorn 100 for the XR Super Series with Devin Moran winning the first one over Bobby Pierce, Kyle Bronson, Jonathan Davenport, and Tanner English. Dalton Wilson won the second feature over Ricky Thornton Jr., Dennis Herb Jr., Hudson O'Neill, and Shane Clanton. On Tuesday, word came out that Danny Dietrich would no longer be running the Randy Gass-owned car that he was running in all of the high-limit events. He would run his Gary Kaufman-owned car at Grandview for their high-limit show, and possibly the one at Bridgeport later this season, but he would not be at any of the others. This isn't a huge surprise. Dietrich is very talented, but it always sounds like a good idea to run someone else's stuff for shows until you get an un- to an unfamiliar track in an unfamiliar car with an unfamiliar crew, and you don't run very well. Then it leads to questioning others, and I think that's probably what happened here. Make no mistake, Dietrich is talented, and when he's in his own equipment that he knows very well, he's a threat at a lot of places. On Tuesday, it also came out that Cale Thomas would no longer be running the 49 machine that he was running and that he was previously driven by Tim Schaefer. More on Tim Schaefer at the end of this show. This was Thomas's decision, according to him. I would imagine we'll see him in his own 91 car going forward, although later in the week he did drive the 23 that Zest Sabo was running earlier this year. On Tuesday night, the High Limit Sprint Car Series event at Grandview was rained out and rescheduled for the following night. Because of that, some drivers had to leave due to other commitments. With Indiana Sprint Week ongoing for USAC, Jake Swanson had to head back to complete the week. That left the seat of Alex Bowman's 55 car available for Grandview, and they tabbed Hunter Schurenberg to fill that seat. With the all-star circuit of champions in action and Anthony Macri now driving the Clawson Marshall car, Kyle Reinhardt filled the seat of the Indy, Indy Race Part 71 car at Grandview. Another revelation from the Grandview rain out Tuesday was that crew chief Joe Mooney would be taking a 39M Macri Motorsports machine to Missouri for the all-star circuit of champions shows with Justin Sanders driving. The interesting news is that Ryan Hand, a former Greg Hodnett crew chief, was staying behind the crew chief a second Macri Motorsports car for Lance DeWeese at Grandview for the makeup event. Could we possibly see DeWeese stay in a second Macri Motorsports entry locally with Hand as his crew chief? That would be an interesting combination for sure. 
On Tuesday night, Matt Shepard picked up another short track Super Series victory at Autodrome Granby over David Haybear, Michael Perrin, Matthew Desjardins, and Steve Bernard. Young Pennsylvania hot shoe, Drake Troutman, picked up a big Mars Late Model Series win at Davenport over Garrett Alberson, Jeff Larson, and Frank Hackenass Jr., and Justin Kai. Ricky Thornton Jr. picked up his biggest career payday with a $100,000 victory on Tuesday night in the XR Super Series Elkhorn 100 at Off-Road. Bobby Pierce, Kyle Bronson, Brandon Shepard, and Dalton Wilson completed the top five. The big issue I see right now with where super late model racing is is the amount of huge paying shows. While this is great for the drivers, there is a worry there long term. With so many huge paying shows right now, what makes a show special? The Elkhorn 100 event drew 28 cars. You heard that right, 28 cars. Now, the area isn't known for having a lot of late models, but the fact remains that in this day and age, it is possible for only 28 cars to show up to an event that pays that much. Ten years ago, that would have never happened no matter where in the country they ran that event. Don't get me wrong. The influx of high-paying events and super late models is great for the drivers, but the more of them you have, the harder it is for your best drivers in the country to make all of them. Zach Mitchell made it back-to-back victories on the Southern Nationals by winning at Tacoa over Donald McIntosh, Kenny Collins, David McCoy, and Jimmy Owens. Wednesday morning, a press release came out from Jacob Allen explaining his absence from the World of Outlaws event the previous Saturday night at Williams Grove. Obviously, when that came down, a lot of rumors were out there. According to Allen, he said he needed a break. He cited the months and months on the road, living in hotel parking lots to make racing work as the biggest reason. I get people coming after him about it, but let's face facts here. This sport can be incredibly demanding on your life in general. And not just certain things. It can cause strains in all facets of your life. It seemed like the racing has worn on Allen and brought him down. Here's to hoping that Allen can come back from this break with a renewed vigor towards racing. We learned later on in the week that he was going to be at Weedsport. My thing on this is I get if you need a break. I get if the mental health is wearing on you. But to be back that soon, it lends credibility to some of the things that some of the people were saying online about the reasons as to why. On Wednesday night, Matt Williamson took the victory in the Short Track Super Series event at Lay RPM over Stuart Friesen, Eric Rudolph, Mike Mahaney, and Mark Johnson. Rico Abreu ended Kyle Larson's high-limit sprint car series dominance by outdueling Larson at Grandview. Larson finished second with Brent Marks, Danny Dietrich, and Corey Eliason completing the top five. Derek Hagar scored an upset victory in Wednesday's All-Star Circuit of Champions event at Benton over Corey Day, Zeb Wise, Tim Schaefer, and Kerry Madsen. Rounding out Wednesday night's action, saw Justin Grant pick up a USAC Indiana Sprint Week victory at Terre Haute over Kevin Thomas Jr., C.J. Leary, Brady Bacon, and Emerson Axum. Thursday night, Jimmy Owens picked up another Southern Nationals victory at Tri-County over Ricky Weiss, Donald McIntosh, Carson Ferguson, and Dale McDowell. Aaron Reitzel won the All-Star Circuit of Champions event at Lake Ozark over Parker Price Miller, Buddy Kofoid, Ayrton Jeniton, and Zeb Wise. Jake Swanson won the USAC Indiana Sprint Week show at Lincoln Park. Robert Ballou, Brady Bacon, Justin Grant, and Chase Stockin completed the top five. On Friday night, Indiana Sprint Week for USAC visited Bloomington, and Emerson Axum picked up the victory. Briggs Danner, Chase Stockin, Brady Bacon, and Kyle Cummins rounded out the top five. The All-Star Circuit of Champions were at I-70, and Buddy Kofoid picked up the win over Aaron Reitzel, Rico Abreu, Corey Day, and Justin Sanders. 
the big news here so far is in a short period of time, with the exception of later on this week where we'll talk about the Knoxville event, Justin Sanders has outshined Anthony Macri and Anthony Macri's old equipment. Uh, it's something to look for. It's something to look at going forward. Uh, we'll see where Anthony Macri is. So far, they've struggled slightly uh, with Clarson Marshall. The Spoon River All-Star Circuit of Champions show the week prior saw Macri start second and run ninth in a show where if you put Tyler Courtney in that same spot, Courtney probably wins. I get it's new equipment, but it seems that Justin Sanders is is acclimating quicker uh, to the 39M car than what Anthony Macri is to the 7BC car. Steve Buckwater won the Yellow Breaches race at Williams Grove Friday night over Austin Bishop, Devin Borden, Jeff Halligan, and Freddie Raymer. Friday night was the opening night of the Prairie Dirt Classic at Fairbury for the World of Outlaws Late Model Series, and they ran four qualifying features, taking the top four to the Saturday night feature. Bobby Pierce won the first feature over Dennis Herb Jr., Mike Harrison, Josh Rice, and Jason Fager. The second feature went to Chris Madden over Brian Shirley, Brandon Shepard, Tanner English, and Nick Hoffman. Ryan Gustin won the third one over Will Harrington, Shannon Babb, Cade Dillard, and Dalton Wilson. Ricky Thornton Jr. won the final qualifying feature over Hudson O'Neill, Chris Ferguson, Mike Mataragas, and Frank Heckenhaz Jr. Dale McDowell stole the Southern Nationals win at North Georgia Friday night with the last lap pass of Carson Ferguson. Donald McIntosh, Michael Page, and Ricky Weeks rounded out the top five. On Saturday afternoon, it was announced that Logan Wagner would be piloting the Donnie Kreitz-owned 69K machine for the remaining shows of Port Royal Speedway this season that Kreitz Racing was planning on running. This news means that the six-year partnership between Logan Wagner and Zemco Racing is over. Wagner is a great choice for the car when it comes to Port Royal. Wagner is a former Tuscarora 50 winner, and when he's in great equipment, he is one of the men to beat at Port Royal on a weekly basis. According to Kreitz, the plan is to run someone else at the Williams Grove shows, including the National Open. The identity of the Williams Grove driver is not yet known, but we do know that Wagner is the guy moving forward for Port Royal events. And according to Kreitz, Wagner will probably be the, the guy for them next season at Port Royal if everything goes well. Wagner is a talented driver who did need something better than he was getting recently from Zenko Racing. The Zenko team debated getting out of racing at the end of last year, so Wagner moving on is probably in his best interest. Tom will tell if Wagner is the right choice post DeWeese. He has a proven track record at Port Royal, so it would not be surprising if he is. What was most surprising from this news was the revelation that Zenko Racing wasn't done yet after Wagner left for the Kreitz team. Could we see Lance DeWeese in the Zemco car going forward? On Saturday night, Freddie Raymer picked up his ninth Lincoln Speedway victory of the season, earning $7,000 by passing Danny Dietrich on the final lap to pick up the win. Aaron Bollinger, Troy Wagaman, Chris Arnold completed out the top five. Ricky Thornton Jr. continued his dream season, winning the World of Outlaw Late Model Series, Prairie Dirt Classic at Fairbury. Thornton would be relegated to sixth due to the blend rule with 13 laps remaining, but wouldn't, wouldn't be denied. I'm not exactly sure why he was blended to six as he was clearly second when the caution came out. Either way, though, I'm not sure I've ever seen someone drive a late model harder than Thornton did to get that win uh, with the restart with less than 20 to go. Bobby Pierce, Ryan Gustin, Brandon Shepard, and Hudson O'Neill completed the top five. The Indiana Sprint Week finale at Tri-State was rained out, and Brady Bacon was crowned the week-long champion. Rico Abreu continued his recent hot streak, winning the All-Star Circuit of Champions race at Knoxville over Buddy Kofoid, Justin Henderson, Austin McCarl, and Brian Brown. 
On Sunday night, David Gravel won a $20,000 World of Outlaws event at Wheatsport over Carson Macedo, Dave Blamey, Brad Sweet, and Gio Selzy. Dale McDowell won the Southern Nationals finale Sunday night at Taswell over Ricky Weiss, Jimmy Owens, Donald McIntosh, and Jason Trammell. Owens was crowned the champion of the tour. Right before we recorded today, word came out that Grove Racing and Tim Schaefer have parted ways. Silly season in sprint car racing has been crazy over the past couple of weeks, and Schaefer is the latest casualty. I can't wrap my head around this one as the team was running okay with the All-Star Circuit of Champions. Not sure what the plan will be going forward for each party, but with the news earlier in the week that Cale Thomas was leaving the 49X, I could see Tim Schaefer back in that car. That does it for this week's episode. If you like what you hear, follow us on whatever app you use to listen to your podcasts and follow our Twitter page at Live Dirt Updates. Give us a rating and a review. We would greatly appreciate it. See you next week right here on Dirt Track Weekly.